show. Episode 183, to be precise. What did I say? Just 183. Welcome to episode 183 yeah, it makes of the All the Book Show, recorded at the David A. Hub Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news, and sometimes just authors yeah. aren't about the news. Yeah. But we're just talking about them. We're putting a sp- we have a spotlight like Gotham Central has on their on their rooftop. Boy, but instead well of pointing said. it up into the sky with well a bat said. signal, we point it downwards was. at a book. Yes, we do talk about all author. those things. He's Eric Mickles, and I'm Nick Gunning. Hey, question. Yeah. Oh, I forgot already. All right, that's all right. <laughs> oh, wait. Should we ask listeners to help us come up with the title? Sure. Go we, ahead. We need to. We want to come up with something. Yeah. We want to change our name Expand a little bit. Expand the title a little we're, bit. We're All the Book Show, but there's also another All the Book Show. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much we try to put Book Riot on yeah. business oh, yeah. with our independent <laughs> podcast, uh, it's not working. Yeah. So we want to put something. We want to use All the Books since that's what we are. Yeah. But, so we want like something and All the Books. Yeah. Or all the books, and we need so they're different. I suggested two guys, a girl, and all the books, but there's no girl. Yeah, we don't have because Kate hates to be on the Kate show. Kate hates so to we be on the podcast. We can't My wife that. has a full time job. Yeah, and a full time podcast. So that's true. She's pretty yeah. busy. Yeah. But anyway, we were just talking. Oh, G Gundam, but last pick she had, she talked to Lizzie McGuire. Mm. Both, both not of our time. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. So you haven't yeah. followed the career of Hillary Duff. I haven't. No, no. And, you know, and largely, uh, America has agreed with me. Do you know the Lizzie McGuire movie came out the same day as X-Men 2, X-Men Why would United? I know that? Why would I know that? No, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. And then that's how I learned about counter-programming. I see. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, today, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about the author Kwame Alexander, who Eric mes- recently met. I did I meet saw him. from afar. Yeah. Uh, and Eric's used this as part of his uh, teen book club for years now. Security was so. dragging Nick away. He was like, Kwame! Yeah, exactly what it's happened. It's me, Nick! Yep. Yeah, so Malik's doing this. We're doing a book club on the crossover. Malik's doing that one with us, so he's going to join us a little later. We're going to talk about the crossover specifically Uh and all Kwame Alexander. Yeah. Uh, Because I think between the two of us, we've read quite a few of them. Yeah. So we're in pretty good shape. I've read three. I've read four in the (gasps) the picture books. I read a picture book. Yeah. Save it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you're right. Too much. Too much. Too much too soon. What have you been reading? Let's get right into the bookmark. Okay. Uh, are you gonna give me an attitude about no. uh, the thing? Because I was like, "Oh, I have I look at this new comic I got," and you're like, "I haven't heard of that or the stupid stuff you were reading Mm-mm. over the weekend." No, I don't plan on doing that. Okay, uh, so I read Black Hammer. Oh, what's that? <laughs> Something you made up? <laughs> Uh, so Black Hammer is by Jeff Lemaire, who you've read something of. I have. What? It's something you don't like, though. I would love to tell you. Keep talking, and I'll. All right, it up. Jeff Lemaire. Um, this is a Dark Horse comic. It's been recommended uh, a few times on the Weekly Planet, so I gave it a go. We're talking about a lot of podcasts today. I know. Yeah, listen to every podcast but ours. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know what? What? Incorrect. What? Uh, Jeff Lemaire wrote Teen Titans Earth One Volumes One and Two. Oh, okay. and I loved Teen go. Titans Earth One Volume yeah. One. So I guess I'm a Jeff Lemire fan. Okay. I read those two and I read some of his old man Logan. But Oh yeah. Oh. Um, anyway, continue. What anyway. is this called? Dark Hammer? The Hammer of Thor? Hammer of Truth. Hammer of Justice. Hammer Time. Hammerhead Shark. What is it? The Hammer Bros. The Hammer Bros? No. Oh, it's not wow. called the Hammer Bros. Those okay. are Mario villains. All right. Uh Black Hammer. Black Hammer. Uh so it's a it's that Netflix show where you can choose your own adventure. That's Black Mirror. Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Okay. With Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Is this because I asked you not to say one thing, and so now you're saying everything? <laughs> I'm just trying to participate. Uh, so Black Hammer... Uh-huh. <laughs> is is a comic book, a Dark Horse comic, that is... It's another one of those, like, superhero universes that are really, like, a comment... A commentary on Marvel and DC. Oh. So you have a character... A thinking man's comic. You, <laughs> you have a character that's kind of like Thor. You have a character, like... That's like. Uh, Does he have the hammer, bro? Is he the hammer, no. bro? Uh, you have a character that's like Mary Marvel. That's like uh, Martian Manhunter. That's like Captain America, etc. Okay. Um, and I thought it was going to be like, just like a darker take on that kind of stuff. But real, but what it is is this: su- these superheroes are trapped on this farm, <laughs> and they can't escape. They were the, fighting a villain called something the Anti-God. like that happened in the Avengers too. Where they all got trapped on a farm, <laughs> couldn't get out of there. Um, they they fought the anti god. Okay, a big light happened. Mm-hmm. They ended up here. One of them tried to escape and is dead. Mm-hmm. And so now they're just stuck there, and they can't get home. And they've like some of them have given up hope and everything. Okay, um, is they, it a working farm? Are they able to sustain themselves? Yeah, there's the a town nearby. Oh, there, it's okay. a local town, and everybody else seems to be normal. Is anti god just the devil? No, he's kind of their dark side analogy. Okay. Anyway. Um, so it's just them trying to escape and also uh, being weird and different in like a 1950s farm. That sounds uh, fun. The person who's like the Mary Marvel, yeah. she's, uh, 
uh, Mary, oh, sorry, Mary Marvel. You're talking about like Shazam's yeah. sister. Yeah. Okay. So like, like everything else you one said of the was Marvel. So I was confused. Well, it's Marvel and DC kind okay. of stuff. All right. Like this this girl, she when she was like in college, she got this power to be like Shazam that would turn yeah. her into like a uh, an eight year old girl, but with superpowers. And then she started getting older and older okay. in real life. Yeah. But she could still turn back into this kid. Well, anyway, she's like a reverse Shazam. Yeah. She's like a lady reverse sh- yeah. Shazam. So anyway, she's 50 something. She's going off to fight the anti-god. Okay. Uh, in her, you know, uh, superhero form. Which lady is Shazam eight girl. Year, so now she's stuck as this eight year old girl oh. on this farm with Jeez. them as well. So like she hates it because she doesn't want to. And that's sad. You have another character. Uh, it's kind of dark. Yeah. It's a dark story. Wow. Um, so anyways, some of them have gone a little bit stir crazy. They've been here for 10 years. Okay. Um, so I thought it was going to be like different vignettes, but it's really just been about these characters here. So the first huh. two volumes, I was waiting for a twist or a resolution to happen. Cause I'm like, get to the other stuff, but you get, um, you can go through and read, uh, as you're reading it, there's flashbacks of their life okay. in the, their own universe being superheroes and stuff. So like right. the Captain America analogy, uh, starts feeling out of date. So he goes nineties and his costume's all spiky and everything, but That's he's still, fun. He's still kind of uh, out of date and everything. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep reading it. And there's hmm. a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different spinoffs right now. So I have one more volume, I think, of this like main story and then the spinoffs. I'm not going to lie to you. You kind of sold me on that. Well, I still, no, I returned them. Yeah. No, I, well, I returned them because I, I couldn't do, I couldn't put myself through this again where I'd be like, hey, Nick, you'd like this. And you're like, I don't know. And then I'm like, fine. I don't want you to like it. You wouldn't like it. And then you'd be like, I like it now. Just an unnecessary personal <laughs> attack. I don't <laughs> I just, I just, I'm just sitting yeah. here asking questions. Being you thoughtful. might like it. I don't know if you'll find it because, like, we're Invincible yes. and Astro City are kind of like the same things. But I haven't like, read Astro City. Well, they're both kind of like we're superhero, uni- our own superhero universe. Okay. But everybody's kind of an analogy for Marvel or DC. Okay. And we're commenting on their history and stuff. Right. But then, like, Invincible is now really just its own superhero oh, universe, yeah. and I love and, it. And I guess what Jeff Lemire is trying to do is stay like a commentary and not become part of like the superhero mentality. You know what I mean? Okay. He doesn't want to treat it as like a superhero property. Okay. And I guess that's why the art is the way it is kind of weird and sketchy. All right. Uh, I guess it's becoming a show, maybe Netflix. I don't know where it's happening. Okay, cool. Anyway, Oh, that was a lot about Black Hammer. It was. Tune into the, the, all the book show next week where we don't talk about Black Hammer. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it at all. Um, I finished Gambit Volume 1, Ooh. the complete collection. Yeah. Uh, longtime friends and or listeners might uh-huh. know that I've been wanting to read this Gambit comic for a while. This is from 1999. Yeah, my wife has this. Yeah. I was a little down. I think no, if I had bad. read this back in like 2000 or 2001, I would have loved it. Hmm. It would have been great. Usually but 90s Marvel holds up so well. It's not, not late 90s X-Men. It, mm. Yeah, it's... it's 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 still good. It's still quality. Okay. But it is dated and not just like its time period, but in the standards that were being used to write and illustrate comics. Oh, okay. Very wordy. Uh, interludes in the comics. Can't uh, very dense, but very episodic. So it's hmm. it's it's strange. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess your mileage might vary on how much you love Gambit. Yeah. Um, which Nick does a lot. If you're Taylor Kitsch, you only get one shot at it. Yeah. So to make it count. Yeah. And if you're, uh, what's his face? You might never get a shot now. Yeah. Channing, well, t- Channing Tatum. Uh, I read Rebound by Kwame Alexander. Hey. But we'll talk about I that loved that later. One. Yeah, we will. That's yeah, you're right. Then. We will. Yeah, that's it for me. That's then. it for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I would love to take the reins on this. Let me tell you some of the things that I've read. What okay. have you read? I read a few Kwame Alexanders myself. Uh, I read Solo and I read Booked. Those are by Kwame Alexander. Mm-hmm. Then I read Zero Sum Game. Right, with Jeremy Jam from no. Parks and Rec. No, that's Julian Bashir from Deep Space Nine. And again, uh, I finished this book. Uh-huh. Don't care about those characters, and I thought it was pretty good. Oh, so, well. I, yeah, I'm liking, uh, yeah, I'm liking this uh, arc. It's pretty good. I would rather play a one-sum game. Because then you know you're going to get something. Yeah. Yeah, at least one. one. Yeah. yeah. Zero Sum Game. There's no... <laughs> yeah. Why even play? No matter how you add it up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I read a few graphic novels. I read Superman Savage Dawn. This one kind of snuck up on me because, as you know, I've been a big fan of the Superman Truth era yeah. where Superman's depowered and yeah. going through some stuff. <laughs> and this was kind of an abrupt ending to that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, I guess the cover should have tipped me off, mm. but I didn't realize that, like, this was really it because there are other, mm. like, sort of supplemental books. So I, st- I love the storyline, but it was kind of jarring just how much. Uh, it went back to just 
the way things always were. Like as soon as that happens, it's like, bam, we're right yeah. back into it. Yep. Which has happened before um, with um, Denny O'Neill did a few, did a run, did the Wonder Woman run yeah, where she's in the depowered. Seventies. Uh, yeah, and then there's also a run where Superman himself is not depowered, but he's a more reasonable power. Mm-hmm. Like Silver or Age, dead. Silver Age Superman could be like, I'm just gonna go grab Jupiter and move it. You yeah. know, and Denny O'Neill tried to ground it a little bit, and as soon as those were done in the 70s mm-hmm. so there's superman like n- knocking two planets together yeah. like he's the three stooges yeah the same thing happened here like within the same <laughs> collection it was like the next minute it was right. like there's lois i have my powers you mm-hmm. know wonder woman's like hey steve trevor we're fine yeah and it was kind of disappointing you ever you ever yeah. like fight with a friend you guys kind of like break up for a few weeks and then you get back together and you're like oh just the same hmm that's what it's like hmm yeah i don't think i have had a friend break up oh all right. Well, Nick. Oh, no. Um, now I kind of also want you to decide which three planets are which three stooges. Mm. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. That would be good. So are the outer planets the ones with, like Jupiter and Saturn, like the big ones? Hmm. Like, I'm sure. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, Larry is Saturn because of the hair. Okay. He, he already kind of has Saturn, that look. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, Curly's, you know, big and lunky. So, so I guess I would say he's Jupiter. All right. Mo. Pretty quick. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say he's Mercury. Wow. Yeah. Mercury is so tiny. I know. So I know, but that's that's where yeah. the strength comes from. Um Shemp. Yeah. Uranus. <laughs> okay. Uh let's see. What you else? No, Jupiter's almost a star. I think that's something we always learn, but then we forget very quickly. I f- didn't know until you said that. Oh yeah. So it's, it's good just, good it's for me to learn. So it is, big. It's gaseous, sure. It's uh, its size almost yeah. makes it a star. Okay. It also asks kind of a uh a it's barrier. Rude to talk about its size. It, uh, but. It, its size protects us from like comets and other stuff hitting Thanks, us Jupiter. because the gravity t- gravitational pull of Jupiter uh-huh. is so much stronger. Uh-huh. Otherwise, we'd be getting all sorts of drops of Jupiter. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I read. You're the- lucky. I love planet humor. <laughs> Trail of the Catwoman by Ed Brubaker and Darwin Cook. Very good. Is very this cool. Two? Very this is slick. volume one. Yeah, you were reading this last. I was time. reading That's it last I week. Yeah, and I finished it. Yeah, very good. I plan on reading. Did more. you pick this up because you hated that gra- that YA graphic novel so much? Yes. You were like, I have to remember why I even like this character. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did yeah. Eric's referring to the uh, what? I don't even remember what that's called. Uh, the Lauren Miracle under, oh, under under the moon. Yeah. Under the moon. Terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with apologies, of course. Yes. But it was terrible. She was very nice. Terrible. Uh, and then I read The Green Hornet Strikes. So this is uh, Dynamite's attempt to bring back The Green Hornet again. Again. Like post the Kevin Smith era. Yeah. Uh, not good. It's set It's set in the future. And it's one of those things, It's only, they only got 10 issues. And you don't get any like Green Hornet Kato mm-hmm. being those characters together until issue 10. So it's wow. like an amazing Spider-Man situation where it's like, just wow. get going already right. and stop. So it wasn't good. Speaking of friend breakups, yes. it's a good thing we haven't had one. Yeah. Because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to see this journey of just Nick the normal guy, Nick the guy who's really into Green Hornet, and Nick the guy who is still <laughs> really into Green Hornet. Still reading Green Hornet. You just downloaded, uh, you just got something on your Roku. On my Roku, the Green Hornet channel. <laughs> just the Green Hornet yeah. channel. It's got 60s Green Hornet. It's got Green Hornet cereals. <laughs> And Overdrive yeah. has Green Hornet uh, radio shows. How, did you type in Green Hornet in the search menu? <laughs> We've been watching the Adam West Batman, uh-huh. and there is a t- there's a one where they fight with right. the '60s Green Hornet TV show. Right. And I was trying to find if any channel had the '60s TV show, right. and it was like Green Hornet channel. And I was like, "That'll do." <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Glad I've been able to see this on. I'm your glad journey. you've been there too. <laughs> I'm currently reading. Uh, do you think your wife is listening to this podcast? Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. why are you reading? Uh, I was just gonna guilty? say that truly madly guilty has uh-huh. basically cured me of wanting to read Leanne Moriarty books. Mm. We've been doing this endless winter book club where we've been reading a Leanne Mori- Moriarty book every week, right? Month every month, okay. And I just don't think her books in and I know that your wife would disagree with me on this, mm. but I just don't think that her books. I don't think you can read them back to back to back because mm-hmm. they are so cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variation within them, uh-huh. but the format is so similar yeah. that it just it just gets lost. Right. And truly madly guilty, I hate so far. I'm just gonna say that I hate it. Uh-huh. Very few things have interested me about okay. it. I don't like it. I'm so glad that I've already read Big Little Lies uh-huh. because I couldn't take reading another one of these books after this one. Kendra, honey, I need you to pull the car over, okay? I just need you to take a few breaths. Uh, just calm down before you get back on the road. And, uh, you know, we can get through this. Mm-hmm. We, 
maybe next time he asks us over to watch a movie or something, we say we're busy, all right? And then the power's back to us. <laughs> all that to say we're uh, reading Truly Madly Guilty for the Endless Winter Book Club mid-March, yeah. followed by, uh, what's, the, what's the one called that everybody likes? Big Little Lies, which is very good. I stand by that that's being very good, but I'm glad I don't have to read it right now. Oh, man. It would kill me. And then I'm reading uh, Batman Begins, novelization of the movie by... <laughs> <laughs> by Denny O'Neill, everybody. <laughs> and I'm really enjoying it. He's done a lot of like working in different like you know mythos <laughs> from the bat or different things from the bat mythos. Uh it, it's a good it's a good You book, know what's good funny about you reading Batman Begins the yeah. novelization? Tell me. Not just the fact that that movie came out in two thousand five. Long time ago, sure. So it's I fourteen years old now. I had to get this on eBay. So it's not just the fact that you're reading it now instead <laughs> yeah. of then. Right. It's that right, you've right. already read Dark Knight Rises, the novelization. Yeah, I have. So if anything, you're now reading this almost like it's a prequel. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. It's just, I'll tell you what happened. And you don't like the Christopher Nolan films, well, but I do, you've read two of the three I do. Books. I mean, I do really like Dark Knight Rises, and I like Batman oh. Begins quite a lot. Yeah. So, so this guy. here's the thing. I wanted. I was thinking, I should, I should watch Batman Begins, uh-huh. but I've seen it a bunch, you mm-hmm. know, and I just thought, well, maybe I'll experience the story in another way. Mm-hmm. So I picked up the novelization, and I've been enjoying it. Okay. I don't have to defend <laughs> myself. Yeah, uh, that's it for me, reading wise. <laughs> okay, but I will tell you one thing that I'm into right now. I'll tell you two things. All right, uh-huh. the first speaking uh, of friend or- breakups, <laughs> original flavor goldfish. You've heard of the cheddar variety. Well, there's an original, and they're delicious. Okay. So that's one thing. The second thing I'm into, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new oh, okay. the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show. Uh-huh. My wife and I uh, powered through three episodes. Oh, it's so funny. It's hand drawn. I like right. the art cracks me up we were like laughing right out loud and my wife was saying there's it's a lot of like anime inspiration in there she'd right. be like oh I look there's, that. there's yeah. trigon or or oh look there's a, there was a totoro reference where they like you meant trigon that's what i you said you said trigon like uh oh from raven's teen dad. titans sure yeah. sure <gasps> speaking of sorry this is another digression but first of all rise of the teenage ninja turtles very good uh we also watched the pilot for doom patrol on DC Universe, based on the the DC Comics, mm-hmm. uh, specifically on the Grant Morrison era run, but very good, very very the good. Doom Comics, the I mean Doom, Doom Patrol, Patrol yeah. Doom Patrol, yeah. It's uh, it was just a really it. like the tone. They hit the tone just right. It's a weird show. Uh, you see a lot of uh, Brendan Fraser, but um, really, I thought he was just in the robot suit. Like well, but this you get like you get everybody's. Uh, origin you see a lot of him he is a great centerpiece for that too i know people like to like rag on brendan frazier but he does very well in this i think he's kind of gotten a reevaluation that that's good some of us like like this guy were right back then and saying he was a good actor i never not liked brendan frazier so i'm right with you i I did not like mummy curse of the i didn't whatever the third one yeah Yeah. that was terrible part of the problem love scorpion king no i saw i saw that in theaters and we were all like oh no 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 yeah I rented Scorpion King, and I was like, this isn't for me. I'm not, not for this, you. I'm not, not for this you. kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm not the MTV generation. I guess you're not. Yeah. Um, All right, well, that's going to do it for me. I saw Alita Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. Which is based on a manga, so it's a page-to-screen page adaptation. Page-to-screen, baby. My wife thought it was dumb. Like the, we were Ninja leaving. Turtles is based on a comic book, so it's also a page-to-screen. That's true, yeah. We were leaving uh, the movie theater. I'm like, so did you like it? She was like, no. Yeah. Not just like that she thought it was bad, that she was shocked that I even had to ask her. Mm. But I did, because I liked it. I had a good time. Yeah. It felt like, and I've been saying this. Yeah. It felt like a live action anime. And I mean that, like, it doesn't just feel like an adaptation mm-hmm. of a manga or an anime. It just feels like this is what anime would be if it was always okay. live action. Pen- Kendra, pull the car over and just try to <laughs> <laughs> regain your composure. Yeah. Get back on the drive safe. Also, this might be one of my favorite Christopher Waltz performances. Wow. Christoph. I, he doesn't. Christoph Waltz, yeah. yeah. He doesn't really... It's not too much, but, like, he's just been playing, like, so many bad guys. Yeah. And it's always, like, the same. That's yeah. just kind of nice seeing him, seeing him uh, play, like, this nice doctor. Jennifer Connelly was in it. Nice. I love Jennifer Maybe Connelly. out of her element, I think. Mm. I don't think she was quite oh, comfortable no. in here. But uh-huh. I liked uh, I liked the girl who played uh, Alita, mm-hmm. and I thought the action was cool. I thought it looked good. It's not going to make its money back, which is probably too bad, because it ends on a see you in part two. Uh, that's a but, shame. Uh, yeah, for the most part, I'd say go see it. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good movie. All right, maybe I will. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's New York Times. It. What's on the bestseller list? Uh, are we? Oh yeah. Let's let's go. I'm just opening up the folder. Oh good. Oh, actually, I'm opening up the the website itself. 
That's a good Why idea. Why don't you vamp a little bit? Don't you have anything to say about anything? Well, I can tell you that I've been playing a lot of video games lately. I started Uncharted 4, which we have in our collection now. We have yeah. the whole Uncharted series, which I love. Yeah. PlayStation original. Uh, it's only on PlayStation. It's true. Uh, I love the first three, mm-hmm. and four is very good. Nice. I mean, the the um, the art is just, or whatever, the graphics are right. so good. It's like most of the time, I'm like, wait, is this a cutscene or am I playing right now? I don't know. Right. But I'm yeah. really loving it. I remember... The whole series is very good. So if you haven't played Uncharted, uh, there's a whole bundle on PS4, which we have now, right? Yeah, we got the trilogy bundle, we got Uncharted 4, and then we got the Lost Legacy. Yeah. So now we have three things. I highly recommend the game. It's we very good. We got the PS4 Spider-Man game added yeah. to our collection. I haven't seen it since. I, am, I it, didn't even realize until you said that. Lost. I didn't know we had it. It's just I, constantly being checked yeah, out. I guess there's sense. just lots of holds on it. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, number 11 on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction for adults okay. is not one. I mean, it's just Stranger Things, Suspicious Minds by Gwenda Bond. Wait, I know who Gwenda Bond is. Gwenda Bond sh- writes the Lois Lane series. Yeah, from mm-hmm. the YA ones. Uh, Terry Ives signs up to be the test subject of government experiment to get at the bottom of a conspiracy. So, there you go. Enough people wanted to read this book that it hit 11, hmm. but not enough it's people It's a novel. To, yeah. It's a novel. Okay. Yeah, but not enough people to make it at Should I 10. watch season two of Stranger Things? I didn't like it, but other people did. All right. There's just one really bad episode, but I was I was just not there. Everything yeah. that was cool about Stranger Things 1 was not present not there. for season two. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, number 10, then, is uh, is a book by Nick's best friend. Actually came to Nick's birthday party last year, James Patterson. Hmm. Uh, yeah. He wasn't able liar, to make it. Liar. He sent one of his co-authors, though. And that was, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell the difference. Maxine Pietro was there. No, I don't She's want like, happy no, birthday, Nick. No. James Patterson. Not welcome. And Maxine Pietro. She's not welcome in my home. <laughs> Detective Harriet Blue has become a dangerous fugitive from the oh, law yeah. as she pursues the murderer, Regan Banks. Hmm. Reagan. Big time. My wife loves this series. Oh, right. We ruined this for her we last did. time. Yeah, we spoiled it. Oh, I'm well, sorry. Well, not us. The New York Times bestseller yeah. list. Yeah. Number nine, Fire oh, and Blood by George R.R. R. Martin. The first volume of a two-part history of the Targaryens at Westeros. That show is coming back in April, I think. Okay. Final season. So, good job, George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. You had eight years yeah. to write one book. Couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, but you told me there's two more books, right? Yeah. Crazy. Number Never going to see those books. Number eight, The Reckoning by John Grisham, a decorated World War II yeah. veteran who shoots and kills a pastor. This one's been here for a while. Can I, did I tell you what happened to this with me in this situation? Okay, go ahead. I had it on hold uh-huh. on Overdrive. Uh-huh. Got it in. Uh-huh. And I was like, yes, but I had a few things I needed to finish for the book club. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to get to this in time, so I'll just return it, get myself right back on hold. Mm-hmm. I did that, put a hold on it. I was number 40. Wow. Johnny G. All that to say, it is a popular book, and I yeah. will never hear the audiobook of it. That's true. <laughs> had my chance, and I muffed it. Uh, you hate Amazon, so I won't suggest Audible to you. Good idea. Okay. Number seven. Kobo is a, is a Amazon alternative. Kobo does a pretty good job. Similar similar setup. Kobo and the two strings? No, different. <laughs> no. Uh, Not num- the same. The Wedding Guest by Jonathan Kellerman number yeah. s- uh, at number seven. I just saw our copy in the flesh. Milo Sturgis and Alex Delaware investigate the death of a stranger at a wedding reception. We're also getting this on audiobook. Yeah. CD. You know who I would ask? Who? They're plus one. Yeah. Hey, where was he when when he was murdered? Yeah, where were you when you, one. he was murdered? And ask him if they want the chicken or the fish because yeah. they didn't they indicate didn't. on the card. Because, well, they're plus one. Yeah. It's probably the murder, the murdered victim's like fault. Probably. Didn't yeah. write it down. Yeah. Well, they never saw the invitation. You can't blame oh, yeah. them, but yeah. you still need to know what they're going to eat. Yeah. Uh, An anonymous girl <laughs> by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Peckman. Yes. 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 Ferris's life unravels when she signs up for Dr. Shield's psychological study. Author of The Wife Between Us. The Wife, the wife Between, Between Us. Which I really loved. That was a very good book. Mm. Uh, all right. What's the, what number are we on now? Five. You tell me. Devotions by Mary Oliver. A collection of more poems. than 200 poems. Why is that? A, that's that's nonfiction. Spanning five. I hate years to tell you, but career. that's not a fiction title. That's a nonfiction well, title. Well, I'm just reading a list. Poetry is classified as nonfiction. Well, New York Times is classified as above our pay grade. Oh, they're wrong. Oh, they're wrong. Number four, Black Leopard, Red Wolf by Marlon James. Yes. L- Marlon James. <laughs> is, I haven't. I haven't read his books. I've read a lot about him because we talked about having him come to the library before. Right. So I'm always really interested in his stuff. And this mm-hmm. looks like it's pretty cool. It's uh, it's like a start of a fantasy series, very like a literary fantasy series. A loner named Tracker teams up with a group of unusual characters in search of a mysterious boy. Hmm. Okay. Little boy blue. Yes. That was you. <laughs> that was me. That was my impression oh. of you. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, that's what happens when uh, Emperor Palpatine wants something. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, number three, Connections in Death by J.D. Robb. Eve Dallas scores tattoo parlors. Oh, scours. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I scored a tattoo parlor. Right. Uh, Eve Dallas begins her new career as a tattoo parlor tattoo owner. Tattoo parlor, yeah. yeah. Uh, Eve Dallas scours tattoo parlors and strip joints for clues to the cause they of Lionel Pickering's scouring. mystery. Let mysterious me tell you. Death. Yeah. So. Do you have any tattoos? No. I thought about getting one, but nobody likes it. Do you have a tattoo that you don't want to tell us about? Is it embarrassing? No, I don't have one. You got like rainbow bright? <laughs> I gulped there. <laughs> like did. I was real nervous. <laughs> <were> real nervous. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. no, I don't have a rainbow bright okay. tattoo. All right, that anyone can see. That's yeah. So, that was my guess. Yeah. Teddy Rockspin is on the other <laughs> one. <laughs> Teddy Rockspin. Yeah. Oh man. My Teddy. My no. Uh-huh. I just I was thinking about my Teddy Ruxpin back yeah. back in the day. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. But uh, in the world. this girl that my mom babysat for, Robbie uh-huh. Sipsick, shout out, broke it. Robbie. And I never got another one. And the new ones are creepy. Yeah. The new Teddy Ruxpins are real creepy. Bad news. Teddy Ruxpin was always kind of creepy. Oh, I know. But okay. these new ones, we were looking yeah. at it in the store and I walked away and it was holding my car keys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know. That's what I said. I couldn't uh, believe it. Number two, where the crowd had sick. Are we done now? Owens. And, uh, hey, speaking of overdrive, huh? this hole just became available to me. So I'm going to start this book. Good job. When I finish Truly Madly Guilty. I can get through this. Go on. What's number one? Uh, something I wish Nick was the silent patient. <laughs> I wish he was both silent and patient because he is very loud and impatient <laughs> about almost everything. Move it along. <laughs> By Alex McElidis. McElidis. I don't. I I can't help McCallities. you. I don't have McCallities. Alex McCallities. Oh, the site. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got this. When we were in ALA. I got the audiobook of this. Yeah. Theo Faber yeah. looks into the mystery of a famous painter who stops Ooh. speaking after shooting her husband. Yikes. Yikes. Wow. Yikes. Yikes. Y- you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This has actually gotten a lot of. This is a lot of. This is a very buzzy book. So I'm not surprised it's number one. It's full of bees. Yeah. It is. It's a bee-centric, bee-heavy book. <laughs> Yeah. That's All right, that's going to do it for the New York Times bestseller list. Should we start talking about Kwame Alexander? Yes. Let me ask you this question. What oh. are you going to do while I go get Malik? Uh, I'm going to pause this podcast. Okay. But I'm also going to vamp on Twitch. Ooh, fun. Okay. All the books presents Author Spotlight. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be talking about uh, Kwame Alexander and the crossover. But Eric, I think, uh, well, first of all, this is Malik, everyone. Malik, say hello. Hello. <laughs> this is Malik's debut on the All the Book Show. Yes. The last time we did a book club together, Malik, it was uh, Stephen King's Needful Things, which was like a thousand pages. Yes. And that was dark a long book. and sad. <laughs> so this was a much easier book to read. So, yeah. so much easier. space. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, all right. So Eric, yeah, uh, you've been doing this. You've been doing the crossover as a book club for what seventh grade, uh, seventh and, and eighth grade for how many years now? A couple, two or three. It was like the first one I, I think I did. That mm-hmm. wasn't just like the Outsiders or Tuck Everlasting. <laughs> now I hadn't read it before we started talking about doing this. Were you familiar with this author? No, I was not. Okay. So why did you settle Eric on doing this for the book club? I think what was happening was this. Whichever grade I picked it for, they were doing like poetry oh. and interpersonal relationships was what the te- teacher asked for. I was mm-hmm. like, you want something about poetry and interpersonal relationships? Okay. So this was one of the only ones that came up that matched all of that. Um, and uh, yeah, it worked. The yeah. kids love it. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. No, so. this... Um, I, listened to, I listened to Crossover on audiobook, and it's mm. interesting because... Um, you know, when you look at it, it's clearly poetry, and you can sort of read each one as its own little poem. But put together, it just feels like a novel. You know, yeah. what I mean, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have that feel of poetry, which I don't read a ton of outside of like April. Do you read poetry, Malik? I do. Do you really? I do. Do you have a favorite? I actually write poetry too. Do you? Yeah. Oh. oh. I write poetry. I read poetry. So wow. for me, it, it it did have a okay. lot of poetry, mm-hmm. a lot of rhyming too. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite poet? Uh, Langston Hughes. Okay. I'm, I'm more old school. Sure. Um, I've been reading some, uh, some new stuff lately. Um, uh, I can't remember her name. Okay. Right well, that's all right. Langston Hughes. Yeah. Classic. Um, all right. So, th- so the poetry style, like, appealed to you. 
Oh, you yes. like that about yes. it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Taught me a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I guess it's like three different forms of poetry. That oh, he, really? That he expresses. See, I just I don't never... know anything about. Well, that, yeah. So. When he's doing, uh, when he, whenever he's playing, whenever he's actually playing the game, mm-hmm. he's uh, the poetry, like the the lines they move around the page, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. a different form of poetry than okay. just like right. the. Right. Normal one. I can't. I definitely can't name all the forms of poetry. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's. I actually, know it's like three or four different mm, kinds of poetry. Yeah, actually, uh, a lot of the kids when we were talking about the crossover, wish he had done more of that, like using uh, using the actual page and moving the words around so it feels like uh, like the character moving around on the basketball court. Mm. They really uh, they really like. I that. thought um, of all the ones, the that sound I... effects like being oh, stretched yeah, out swoosh, or swoosh. yeah. Uh, with the font changing and everything, they really yeah, like that. That was really cool. Of all the ones of his that I read, I think probably Solo has the most like the the um, the most changes in in the mm. way it's written. Like it uses that visual style, I think probably more prominently in that than any of the other ones. And that okay. one's music based. Um, not it's not sports based. Like okay. it's, now I remember you saying that the. Um, that the the kids that you usually do this book with mm-hmm. like it because they can really power through it. Yeah, the kids do like this book um, because yes, they do read it very quickly because each page, I mean, it's, it's they're they're poems and they're stretched from the beginning to end, so it's almost like they're just a paragraph mm-hmm. a page. But for a lot of the kids, uh, that's a benefit because then they can just they feel like they're just cruising through it because they read one and then they read the next one and then and then before you know it, you've read half the book. Um, and maybe if it had been written in prose form, uh, you know, some of the slower readers might have, uh, had an issue with it or maybe have lost interest. So I think, yeah, I think that works, that works real well for that. I mean, I find that just any time I'm reading a book with short chapters, I'm like, well, I'll just do read one more chapter and then I'll see the next one. (laughs) Yeah. You get right on it. But, um, all right, well, let's, let's first talk about the crossover for a little bit and then I want to get into some of his other things. Um, so this won the Newberry Medal, and it also won the Coretta Scott King. Uh, it was an honor book mm-hmm. for that as well. Um, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the book. I honestly didn't know what to expect. I mean, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really. I don't read a lot of like sports novels, right? You know, because uh, I'm a nerd. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so I didn't know like if how that was going to appeal to me. If like so much focus on like the basketball of it was going to just be like oh, I'm not really interested. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was actually a really good. Um, it carried the story well. Mm-hmm. Man, what do you think, Willie? Uh When you were saying that, I was thinking, um, for me, it, 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 it talked about a lot of different things. Um, I feel like basketball was kind of just a way to get a lot of younger people, mm-hmm. especially guys, because mm-hmm. I, I guess that's his like tar- target audience, yeah. mm-hmm. to get them just interested in reading it. But when you read it, it's more about family. Yeah, and it's about the friendship. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's what rivalry. It's that's we. I kind of saw that because I did this at a, at the school um, a few blocks from here, where basketball is very big for them, mm. and uh, like all the guys got really into it um, because of because of the basketball. And then we read Booked, which is the soccer one, and soccer's not so big here, and they were much less interested in it. Right. So I, I, I think you're probably right that maybe he does just use the basketball to get them in there yeah. and then tell a different, uh, surprise them with a story yes. that uh, they weren't expecting. A very interesting story. It made me feel like a teenager again when yeah. I was reading it. Mm. Yeah, because the characters, they, you know, you get curious mm-hmm. about what's going to happen, and you kind of you know, remember your days when, mm-hmm. when you used to be 13 and how yeah. you felt and what yeah. was going on. So. Everything is just so emotional. Yeah. Not, so that's yeah. what I mean. I think it's wonderful for older people. And mm-hmm. and, I, and if I was, if I read this when I was 12, I probably would have read more books. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was really impressed with, with the way that he was able to, because as we've said, I mean, it's really, if you put it down and, and put a traditional number of words on each page, this would be very short. Right. Very short. Okay. But when you think about, like, all that he accomplished in that, I think he used the format really well because yeah. it doesn't feel like a short story or something. You know what I mean? No. You just get so much about about the brothers, about their relationships, about their Death. you know when um, when JB starts to get a girlfriend and they that kind of like alienates them, which is something that I think like we've all sort of experienced when your friend starts dating your friend or, or brother in this case starts dating someone and you kind of like you have to deal with that with that change in your relationship. Um, the way they interact with their dad, the way they interact with each other. It's just, it's a very full and very rich story 
you know, packaged in a pretty short and easily uh, approachable right. way. So I really, I have to give him credit for that. I think yeah. it's very well done in that regard. I think yeah. that's why it was so popular. Yeah. yeah. I thought the, I don't know, it's it's interesting to me now because I know we, obviously this is, uh, this, would, we wouldn't, this wouldn't even really be like a YA book, right? This is, well, we classify it as a... Like, yeah, a I don't really, um, because I get a lot of copies from other libraries for the book clubs and they don't, they often don't come back marked as YA. Mm-hmm. So. so it's really kind of even even yeah. meant for like a maybe 10 to 12. Yeah, but I mean, that's pretty... I think I've only used it once for the 8th grade, and then I made it the 7th grade book. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the age range. So what, what was... An element of it that was kind of interesting for me was that uh, their dad, Chuck, is um, 39 in this. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is like only slightly older than I am. So like... I'm reading this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we won't spoil the crossover, but uh, I have a video of Kwame Alexander apologizing to one of the kids at the book club for me. Uh, when I was in Seattle, I told him he made one of the uh, one of the kids choke up and almost mm, cry yeah. during oh, yeah. the book club. Oh, yeah. And he, he had me get my phone out and video him being like, listen, I'm sorry I made you oh, cry. Yeah. Same thing happened to me. Yeah. You got to write the story as it needs to be written. Yeah. Right. Uh, read my other books. <laughs> yeah. And I, so. that, that was, the climax was, was really good, I feel like, too, because it's... it's surprise yeah that you, that you would never yeah expect well it all made sense too it was another things where i just think it was structured it was structured very well um so let's talk a little bit about the characters who's who's the main character in this is it josh uh, right that's filthy yeah filthy yeah, that's, filthy right. Right. that's right yeah, is, it, yeah. Is, it, is it is he josh or yeah or, yeah, yeah josh josh is the one who gets the nickname. narrating the story yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Filthy was the nickname his dad called him. It was based on a, a jazz musician, mm-hmm. right? It was yeah. his dad's favorite. So yeah, he. I don't know. The I guess what I guess what I what I liked about him was, um, I thought the author did a good job of showing his struggle to kind of find find what he's passionate about, work that into his life, deal deal with things uh, in his relationships, both with his dad and his brother, and the way those change and everything. But but I liked the way that Josh or Filthy. I like the way you saw him grow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You yeah. saw him as as the book started and by the time you got to the end, you got a real sense of like progression in that character. Like mm-hmm. that kind of way you Yeah. No, you're right. He's a pretty strong yeah. uh, central character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I like I like how it, it, it kinda subliminally kinda mentions that in towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you said, kind of him just Really, he go through all those struggles throughout the book, yeah. and then at the end, it's almost like he's kind of arrived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just had that kind of feeling, yeah. When I, you know, as I was ending it, like, okay, he's yeah, well, really yeah. You know, I think I think because they're twins, the the boys kind of grew up just always being with each other and always sort of having a built-in support. And when they start to, when something kind of challenges that, when JB gets a girlfriend and kind of pulls away, and JB becomes less and less, um, his love of basketball kind of goes away a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have to they have to deal with that. Like, they have to suddenly, suddenly it's like Josh is really on his own and has to figure out what it means to just, like, be his own person, which is something that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has to do at some point. Uh, and I, I thought that was, uh, I thought he, I thought Kwame Alexander did a good job of making that uh, a really, it's just, like I said, it's a journey. You see that whole journey as it goes by. Mm-hmm. There's um, a lot of people who really wanted a, a, a sequel. Um, yeah. But but I guess he is more saying no, that was it. That, yeah, that yeah. was the ending of it. Yeah. Just, and not gonna get well, a um, Nick and I both read uh, Rebound, mm-hmm. which is a yeah, prequel. I didn't read that one uh, it's oh, prequel. I, I really liked it. You should yeah, read it. Someday. I did, I did you you, you it feel out. like it? Okay. It's it's about uh, it's about their dad right. growing up as a kid um, and losing his own father and growing up and everything. And there is a coda at the end that has the characters that kind of uh, it's not really a sequel, but it almost kind of feels like a this is the end now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is as close as you're going to get to a sequel to this story. Just like a few pages of. Uh, of visiting those characters after the end of crossover. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, maybe he tried to appease them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you, you do you do kind of get get those characters again, and I, it is I think that coda is later mm-hmm. than crossover. Yeah. So yeah. you know it's it's kind of after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything happens. So I of all the books that I've read, so I, I read solo, booked crossover, 
um, and Rebound, and then a couple of the children's uh, picture books. Rebound, I liked the best. Wow. I just thought, I don't know, I mean, you're following Chuck, who's, who's the father of Josh and J, JB, like as Eric said, dealing with the loss of his father, going to stay with his grandparents for a while, and just kind of like, I don't know, again, trying to find himself, trying to like stay out of trouble, trying to find something that he's passionate about, and it's sort of... Because we already know Chuck as an adult, and we know some of the things that are coming, we know some of the things that happen, uh, I just felt like having that knowledge of him as an adult in my head while I was reading about what he was going through as a kid just made it that much more powerful. So I, I thought that one was really effective, um, just as a story. I, I finished that one and had kind of a wow when I put it down, you know, because really I found it very moving. Um, what I like about that, I think I showed you this movie at the kids' desk. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Um, that one has a comic book panels in it as well. Yeah, yeah it is. And that's the only cool. one that I've read that has that. Mm -hmm. you, have you seen that in no. any other place? No, just that one. But you, um, you were kind of underwhelmed with Rebound? No, I thought it was good. I just, I, I'm just less whelmed, I guess, than you were. <laughs> uh, I don't think I would say it's better than the crossover. So you talked. Oh, but, really? Uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, it was still good. I just, <laughs> I think... I guess maybe I just personally related more to his mm. to Chuck's like journey in, in Rebound yeah. than I did to the brothers in Crossover, yeah. but I mean I think they're both very good. They are very grandfatherly. Yes, that's it. That must <laughs> is, be. It. Is it written like poetry? It is. Yeah, still oh, yeah, it is. Oh. It is, but it does have a few, maybe not a ton, maybe like ten comic book pages oh, okay. mixed in there to tell. Usually it's when when Chuck is kind of imagining what something could be, you know, when he oh, imagines God. picking up a basketball and. Um, I don't. I guess because Chuck is my age too. A lot of like the references and things that were happening there, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was more like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Like he talks a lot about the Harlem Globetrotters, which mm -hmm. I loved. <laughs> we went to see the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, I got souvenirs. Uh, I loved them. So like, it was really fun to cool. to all that talk about the Harlem Globetrotters, which I guess dates me more than anything. Yeah. But, yeah. I really like Rebound. Um, Booked? What did you think of Booked? So, like Eric said, Booked is a similar format, similar style, but it's about this soccer. Is soccer. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, it's about soccer in the same way that the crossover right. is about basketball, exactly. where it's really about, um, you know, his family life and other uh, other things going on with him at school and everything. Um, it it's good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the kids were less than thrilled with it. They all wanted yeah. to read books right. as soon as we did the crossover. So um, we read that like at the crossover at the beginning of the year, and then at the end of the year, it was like, all right, we can read booked. And they were less than thrilled with it. They yeah. still liked it, but it didn't really, uh, I don't know, ignite them the same I way. Know, I know, and I can't put my finger on what it is exactly. I mean, the main character's parents... Um, are having problems in their relationship, and that's something that he has. Are they getting a divorce? They are, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think... I think what's going on in his life is just less interesting than it was in the crossover. Mm -hmm. uh, with those characters in the crossover, their situation and their dad and their growing up and becoming a part just felt different than like watching somebody watch two other people break up. Um, it made me kind of wonder, because like of the four that I read, mm -hmm. um, all of the kids are having like serious issues mm -hmm. with their parents. Yeah. Like either they're you know, either there's a, like a death, as we said, or there's there's the divorce, or just mm -hmm. something in Solo, they just don't <laughs> connect at all. Right. So it's always like, I kind of wonder, like, what his relationship with his parents are in <laughs> real life or something. <laughs> That's something he's, like, writing yeah. through or, or whatever. Because it's relatable, too. Yeah. I think a lot of kids can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just with, even with Book, I, I think... It's, a lot of his stuff is probably international, so mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. all around the place. Mm -hmm. And it, I think it's more of a culture thing. I, I, I'm i probably sure places where soccer is yeah. really oh, huge, yeah. Yeah. This that book probably yeah. has the same effect yeah. as crossover. Yeah, um, that's true. I think if you can relate to soccer more, because yeah. in like some countries, soccer is, yeah, is the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. Big. Oh, yeah. huge. So I, definitely. I think a problem some of the kids had was also that there was less soccer in Booked than there was basketball in That's crossover. true. Oh, that's really? true. Oh, so yeah. maybe they... Yeah, it wasn't uh, that much. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't that much, and it yeah. felt like maybe there was even less uh, Yeah, soccer. well, he's a good author, but it's a big challenge to make soccer interesting. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so maybe it was, yeah. <laughs> With apologies to soccer. Yeah, to all soccer of uh, the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, then Solo, okay, was the last one that I read. Yeah. Solo came out in 2017. I thought Swing was a sequel, but I think they're just totally separate. 
Yeah, I mean, Booked isn't a sequel to No, no, it's, it's like not. a spiritual sequel. Exactly, but I thought Solo awesome. and Swing were connected, but I don't no. think they are. Solo was co-written with Mary Rand Hess, and I thought that it was the weakest of, of the ones that I read. I don't know. It's I read it. Is it about a musician? Yeah, it's oh. the it's a it's the son of a of a, basically a rock star, and the dad's bad reputation kind of falls back on the kid. So like he has trouble with friends, and the girl he's dating his her parents don't want him to want her to date him because his dad is this like wild rock star, and he goes in looking a little bit more about his roots, trying to figure out um, who his biological parents are. And he takes a trip to Africa to try to meet them, and it the story's good. It just I don't know something about it. I, I didn't I didn't feel the the poetry of it was quite as strong as some of the others. So I I don't know. I don't have you heard much about that reviews or anything about Solo and Swing? Not too much. Um, I mean, they're popular. I know they, they were on the bestsellers list mm -hmm. uh, a lot. So yeah, yeah well I, I haven't mean, read this... Swing either. His, his style is very enjoyable, so it makes total sense. But um, I would say out of all of them that I've read, I, th I think Solo just didn't really do much for me. Okay. So not bad or anything. Mm. Uh, and then, well, we read a couple of the picture books as well. If you want to talk about those real sure. quick. Sure. Oh, he has uh, picture He has four yeah. picture books for, um, yeah, for, for little kids. Acoustic Rooster and His Barnyard Band, Indigo Bloom in the Garden City, Little Boy's Soar, and Surf's Up. Mm -hmm. So Acoustic Rooster and His Barnyard Band... Is, is just that a rooster who has a band, and all of the, all of the the band are famous jazz musicians, basically with like animal names, okay. you know. So it's like, <laughs> it's Ella Finch Gerald, and mm -hmm. she's a Finch Finch, that sort of thing. So it's cute. I didn't really. Have you read uh, that one? No. It's it's you know it's fun. It's cute. It's not much. <laughs> Indigo Bloom in the Garden City is about um, basically like trying to make a difference with the. Um, Indigo goes green. Indigo Bloom. I mean, that's what it is. That's the story. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah in the Garden City. She's basically trying to figure out a way. She's to trying make to make like rooftop gardens. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. That was okay. Yeah. My favorite, I think, was Surfs Up, which was about two frogs, <laughs> and one frog um, just wants to read books, and the other frog wants to go surfing. Yeah. And so they kind of eventually switch places where yeah. they're both super into the book, and the other one. It is a funny kids book. The frog that's reading keeps being like, "Yo." And uh, yeah. the frog who just wants to go surfing is like, what? He's like, a whale just showed up. He's yeah. like, oh, okay. Uh, and then he just keeps like overreacting. At one point, like he just goes flying off the surfboard. He's like, I don't believe it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I don't know. I mean, he's trying to make Moby Dick yeah. seem interesting. Right. So that's true. That's what this kid is reading. That's what the frog that reads is reading. And he just, he can't believe it. I'm like, boy, this must be... Uh, the junior novelization because I can't imagine anybody being like awesome yeah, Moby yeah, Dick. Yeah, I did so. read the junior novelization of Moby Dick when I was a little kid, and I loved it. Wow, the illustrated classics. Did you ever read those illustrated classics? Did you ever yeah. see those? Yeah. yeah, I loved those. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> I wasn't too crazy about. Them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> some were good, some were not so good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm glad that you put this on my radar, Eric, because I probably would never have picked this book up. I think yes. I would have just saw a basketball on the cover and been like, "No, I'm fine." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, me too. Like, uh, not to mention, I have a lot in common with with uh, the author. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like did some research on him and stuff like that. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, he. I guess he's like an activist for literacy. Yeah, he, he goes mm -hmm. all around yeah, the world. He does. He's like was in Africa. Mm -hmm. um, Training teachers and mm -hmm. helping building schools and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah, he's is this one? It's actually is this thing? It's called uh, TED Talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was watching. It was it was he, uh, did he was TED speaking. Talk? Oh, yeah, okay. it's all called right, the power of yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he talked about how uh, he sent the book to twenty twenty one different um, publishers. Oh, and really? They all turned him down. So he kind of self-published it. Uh -huh. and next thing you know, the whole world loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a really powerful speech. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to it. and I was like, wow, that's that's really relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I as I was looking stuff up too, I well, because Solo talks a lot about some of the work he's doing in Africa as well, and it just it made me you know respect him. Yeah. Oh yes, he does a lot of work, and then his sense of humor, and you know he 
Yeah. Yeah. His smile. It seemed like he lights up a room. And yeah. He goes yeah. Well, I think so, I think he really. You does guys it. met him, so I know. Well, he, I yeah, I met him, but I yeah, he, him he's far. He's very fresh. I mean, it was early in the morning, uh, and still, uh, the line. In the early in yeah, the yeah. The line, <laughs> the line was pretty long, but he was friendly and talking. I mean, and I like I stopped him because he was signing the book for me. And, like, I told him the story of how we use this for the book club. So, like, that could have been annoying to have, like, somebody like, oh, well, he's going to share something. But, like, he listened, right. laughed, and then did the video. Oh, so, um, you know? Yeah, well, I, I think, I think you know, time. there are authors who write the books and cash their checks, and that's it. And mm -hmm. I think he could do that, and that would be fine. Yeah. But it seems like what's more important to him is, like, just advancing literacy. Yeah. You know? Getting really books into kids' hands, getting yeah. them material that they find interesting and engaging. Books that, you know, like the crossover, where they can feel a sense of accomplishment, finishing, finishing a nice, thick mm -hmm. novel. It's, mm -hmm. making, it's making poetry relatable yeah. and interesting <laughs> to kids, which is, right. you yeah. know, a lot of people have tried to do that. Right. And a lot of people have failed, so, you know, it's really hats off to him for that. Yeah. I think he does excellent work and uh, has the, the following and the acclaim to um, to show that. Oh, yes. So. Okay. All right. Now let's go say everything we said again at, at the, the book, book club. club. That's right. That's right. We're leading the <laughs> so, book club today on the yeah, crossover, yeah. so. Uh, we have nothing left. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we'll just sit there quietly yeah. and be like, why don't you guys tell yeah. us? We've, uh, <laughs> yeah. They can watch this episode. Yeah. And they can, they what can did you think of like the poetry? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Malik, for oh, uh, yeah. for doing thanks this for with me. us and uh, being on the podcast. Anything else you want to mention, Eric, for library news before we close up shop? Uh, I forgot even what day it is. Uh, well, I can go. Creek Bend Band. The first. Okay. We're showing uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Oh, okay. Uh, March first. Okay. Ralph is gonna break the internet, or maybe it's March eighth. I'll have to double check. Coming up is Ralph Breaks okay. the Internet. <laughs> the first is the first Friday yeah. of March. Uh, we're also our senior matinee this month is Mr. Church starring Eddie Murphy, which is on the 26th at 2 o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, Eddie Murphy has another good movie in a really long time, and this this has got really good reviews. So, mm -hmm. Oh, this is a newer one? Yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah, it was kind of a, a smaller indie uh, indie movie, but uh, did get a lot of good reviews. Okay. Showing that at 2 o'clock on the 26th. Then Creek Bend yeah. Band is coming back March 7th mm -hmm. uh, at 7 o'clock. They're always a favorite. No, sorry, Emerald Isle. Emerald Isle yeah. uh, for uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I've sent stuff out to teachers, so there'll be stuff on the walls uh, about the photo show and oh, okay. them. We're going to start photo collecting show. photos sometime in April, but that means start taking your photos now. That's right. That's it. Book clubs are currently reading Truly Madly Guilty, and Eric and I are going to be starting the Sci-Fi Book Club next month where oh, we'll be man. reading Caves of Steel Caves by of Steel. Isaac Asimov. Yeah. I think that's going to do it. Yeah. All right, thanks again to Malik. Thanks, thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you.